Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready, ready for him to descend down into the clouds and catch us up and take us back to that place he's been preparing for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee with a special program today, encouraging everyone more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. If you understand the Lord's covenants and how they work with Bible prophecy, you see, no, everything's not falling apart. Everything's coming together from the King of Heaven's perspective. Today, we look at the Moses and David covenants that show us we need to watch therefore and be ready. We have a King that's coming. So do that. Watch therefore and be ready. He will return to Jerusalem's Zion's King. We'll restore the land, the clouds will part. And our king will descend the fire in his eyes Seven stars at his right hand So thankful to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore. Today we look at the Moses and David covenants so relevant for everyone in the world, especially those who are in Messiah Jesus. Now, recently, we looked at the seven promises of the everlasting Abraham covenant. And it's important to remember that all the Bible covenants are fulfilled by the covenant keeper, our great King and Messiah Yeshua, our Lord Jesus. Today, we're going to look at the Moses covenant. Now, nine Devon's devastating plagues had been poured out upon the mightiest empire in the world at that time, Egypt. Pharaoh had rejected the word of the Lord, who through his servant Moses commanded that Pharaoh let his people go, let the children of Israel go out of bondage in Egypt. And just heavenly payment was being dispersed across Egypt. And one more, the final terrible plague of wrath was coming, death of the firstborn, all across Egypt. And why? Why would God do that? We're going to find out in just a moment. But first, a word of prayer. Oh, Holy Father in heaven, in Messiah Yeshua, our Lord Jesus' name, please tremendously bless every viewer today. And through these things today, your holy things, help us to watch therefore and be ready. We ask it in our great soon coming Savior Jesus' name. Amen. And so, why the death of the firstborn across Egypt? Well, the Lord answers that question in Exodus chapter 4. And the Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in your hand, but I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. I'll say it again. Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I say to you, let my son go, that he may serve me. But if you refuse to let him go, indeed, I will kill your son, your firstborn. So we need to remember, folks, especially now more than ever, as the world is focusing more and more 
ever increasingly wanting to take Jerusalem and give it to the followers of an antichrist spirit called Allah, we need to remember the Lord said even in the first, in the Abraham covenant, the one we looked at before this, he says in Genesis 12, I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Yeah, and the covenant promises went from Abraham to Isaac, Isaac to Jacob, and the Lord changed Jacob's name to Israel. The first promise of the seven uh, is the great covenant nation, the covenant nation Israel. So it's here that we begin to see the Moses covenant unfold, Exodus chapter 12. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb." Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and all the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. So, here the Lord says that the children of Israel uh, in Egypt were to select a spotless, blemishless lamb and they were to keep it four days. Then they were to kill it and eat the lamb with unleavened bread and they were to uh, do something very special with the blood of the lamb. Look at verse 13. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. The Lord says the blood of the lamb is the sign and that it's the sign of the covenant. And often covenants had signs that would point to remember this covenant. It is a, a solemn, unbreakable, immutable covenant promise the Lord has made with his people. And so he says, when I see the blood of the lamb, that my wrath will pass over the home and those in it with the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. And then you go down to uh, verses 21 and 22. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. So they were to strike the wooden, hello, the wooden doorpost with the blood of of the Lamb. And when we get to the teaching of the new covenant on these things, and I think you're already seeing the types, pictures, and shadows of our great King and Savior, the Lamb of God, Messiah Jesus. Oh, it, 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 it's, so, it's so important to understand these things. And it's so important that we appreciate God's covenant promises to His people. Oh, hallelujah. He says that, that they are to strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood of the lamb. Yes. And so then the Lord does deliver the children of Israel out of the bondage of Egypt. Hallelujah. And he brings them into the wilderness and then to Mount Sinai for the terms, conditions, and, and more of the sign of 
the Moses covenant. Exodus 19. First, let's look at verses 3 through 8. And one thing I want you to notice, this is different than the Abraham covenant where the Lord put Abram into a deep sleep and the Lord came down representing himself as a smoking oven fiery torch and went through the cut pieces of animals and their blood to make the Abraham covenant. In this covenant, the children of Israel are quite awake and they are committing to keep the laws of the Moses covenant. It's really important because Abraham was not obligated himself to keep those seven promises. The Lord obligated himself and himself alone to do so. But with the Moses covenant, it's conditional to, to obedience and keeping the covenant. You'll see as we look at this, Exodus 19 verses 3 through 8. And Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel, You've seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. So Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before them all these words which the Lord commanded him. Then all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. Then we see this continue and we also see the blood of the Moses covenant in uh, Exodus 24, verses 6 through 8. And Moses took half the blood and put it in basins and half the blood he sprinkled on the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read in the hearing of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has said, we will do and be obedient. And Moses took the blood, sprinkled it on the people and said, this is the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made with you according to all these words. And, and in this passage, the word made here, where it says, this is the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made. That word made in Hebrew is karat, and it means cut, to cut. The Lord has cut a covenant with the children of Israel. And of course, the blood of these animals and these sacrifices all point to the blood of the Lamb of God, our great Messiah, Jesus, who shed his innocent blood for our sins. Excuse me. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Well, uh, as we continue in the Moses covenant and, and getting a better understanding of it, later in Deuteronomy 28, the Lord uh, promises blessings for keeping the terms of the Moses covenant and curses for turning away from God and turning away from this covenant and breaking the laws of God that we see in the Moses covenant. First, this, this chapter, by the way, is very long. It's very long. So what we're going to do is just look at a few verses. The blessings are the first 14 verses. And then verses 15 through 68 are curses for breaking the laws of God. So Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 3, the blessings. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Now down to the curses. Let's look at 15 through 17. But it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket 
and your kneading bowl. And then down to verse 64. Then the Lord will scatter you among all peoples from one end of the earth to the other. And there you shall serve other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, wood and stone. And among those nations you shall find no rest, nor shall the sole of your foot have a resting place. But there the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes and anguish of soul. Your life shall hang in doubt before you. You shall fear day and night and have no assurance of life. In the morning you shall say, Oh, that it were evening. And at evening you shall say, Oh, that it were morning because of the fear which terrifies your heart and because of the sight which your eyes see. So having seen these passages, here's a question. Did the children of Israel keep the Moses covenant? And no, obviously they didn't. And the Lord did just what he said. He scattered the Jewish people out of the promised land to the nations of the world, right? And, and uh, they experienced these things down through the centuries, great persecution, great trouble, yes? And, and this is the reason I was born in the United States of America, not here in the promised land because of these very things. Oh, hallelujah, I'm so thankful for the time the Lord's given me here in the promised land in, the, in this time of my life, amen? So uh, that's one question. Another, is the Abraham covenant still good? The seven promises of the Abraham covenant? And the answer is yes, we find it in the word of God in the new covenant book of Galatians in chapter three. And this I say, that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed by God in Christ, that it should make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. So yes, the, the seven promises of the Abraham covenant, including the first one, where the Lord says that, through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Israel would come this great covenant nation still in effect today. And we find in the prophetic scriptures, when we get to Bible prophecy, that part of this teaching series, we're going to see the prophetic scriptures coming to life where the Lord promises not only to scatter the Jewish people to the nations, but then to bring them back from the nations to the promised land, which is in full bloom, full swing right now in this prophetic generation that we'll see our King come for us. Can someone say, Hallelujah. So here's another question. You ready? Have you perfectly kept the laws of God? Have you ever lied? Have you ever cursed God's name? Have you ever stolen? And much, much more. Yes, we've all broken the laws of God. And thankfully, the Abraham covenant is still going for the Jewish people, the nation of Israel, and also for those in the nations who would come into covenant, into the new covenant, which we'll look in the next time we are together in this series. But for now, Aren't you thankful to be saved by our great Savior Jesus? Jew and Gentile desperately need him. Hallelujah. And so, as we get ready to go to break, as we get ready to go to break, think of how important it is to be in covenant with the Lord. And think, oh, oh, the Lord has brought the people back, the Jewish people back from the nations and is increasingly doing so. What a time we live in. Oh, hallelujah. Makes me want to watch therefore and be ready. This Watch Therefore television program and message is going into 200 million homes in 200 countries. Oh, hallelujah. As the Lord is using this as a tool to help make disciples who will hear from Him one day very soon, well done, thy good and faithful servant. This message stirs the lukewarm to repent 
and seek after the Lord with a whole heart. It also ties perfectly with the gospel as many see the desperate need for a savior in these waning hours of this prophetic generation. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. Along with our Watch Therefore television program, we have our ministries blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. Like Romans 1.16 says, to the Jew first and then to the nations. Our co-founding partner of Blessing Israeli Believers, John McTurnan and myself, we co-founded the ministry as we partner with Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus who are getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors, and so much more. And then our To the Nations ministry poured out for the nations where we go to many countries in Africa and other places as well getting out the gospel, preaching the Watch Therefore message, seeing many saved, helping orphans and widows as well. Oh, what incredible opportunities we have through blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. What a way to watch therefore and be ready when our Savior comes for us in the clouds. A great way to get acquainted and stay close to our ministry is through our monthly free newsletters. You can receive your Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's newsletter by post or by email. Uh, we have updates about what's going on in the ministry along with important devotionals that will help you to watch therefore and be ready. Go to our website, watchtherefore.tv and sign up for our Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's monthly newsletters. Along with prayer, there are those who would like to financially partner with our ministry. First, let me say this. If you've not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please do not send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you would be our guest and even pray to receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord today. For those who would like to financially partner with the ministry, there's three primary ways to do so. You can give to our Watch Therefore television program, our ministry Blessing Israeli Believers, or poured out for the nations. You can do so by post or online. There's information there on the screen. What a great way to lay your treasures up in heaven and to watch therefore and be ready. Welcome back to the program, Watch Therefore. The sun has come out here in the Galilee. The clouds are clearing and you can see the water on which our Savior walked behind me. Oh, hallelujah. And now we're going to look at a very much neglected covenant in the scriptures, the David covenant. And though sadly not important to so many Christians today, it's a game changer covenant from the Lord's perspective. And if it's important to him, it should be important to us, right? And I don't have time to go into the history of where the church jumped off the tracks with regard to the David covenant, but I will say this much. Rome is not the holy city. Jerusalem is the holy city. And our Savior Jesus isn't returning to Rome or London or Zurich or Paris or Washington, D.C., though he loves the people in those places and he loves the people in the world. He's returning to Jerusalem to sit on the throne of David. First, I want to remind you of a day in Jericho. There's a multitude following this Jesus who has come to town. Most of the people in this multitude, they don't really know for sure who Jesus is. They, is he a prophet? Uh, is he a rabbi? Is he from God? Is he not from God? 
But there's one man who blind in the eyes of his head can see with the eyes of his faith. And he cries out, Jesus, Jesus. And they tell him, Bartimaeus, you be quiet. And what does he do? He cries out all the more, Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Bartimaeus gets his miracle and the Lord opens his eyes because he believed and understood and received the reality, the truth, that Jesus is the son of David. And, and so we find where this covenant began and was established in the Old Testament book of 2 Samuel as the Lord sent his prophet Nathan to speak on his behalf to King David. When your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So a, a seed, a son of David would come and he would build a glorious new temple for the name of Jehovah. And he would sit on the throne of David in that temple and his kingdom would be an everlasting kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. And Jesus the Lord certainly is that son of David. Now look at the importance of understanding that Jesus is the son of David as Paul is discipling Timothy. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of change, but the word of God is not chained. So we see that the true gospel is that of the risen son of David, Jesus Christ. Yes, and, and look what our Savior speaks of himself in Revelation 22. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Here's a question. Where is our Lord Jesus right now? Well, the Bible clearly teaches he's in heaven sitting next to our Father on our Father's throne with him. Look at Revelation 3. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my Father on his throne. Why is Jesus the Lord not sitting on his own throne right now? Because he's waiting to come to Jerusalem just down that way, a couple hours drive to Jerusalem to sit on the throne of David in the glorious new temple he'll build after we've been raptured, caught up, gone to that place he's prepared for us and we've come back down in glorified bodies with him to rule and reign under his rulership in the thousand year uh, millennial reign of Messiah Yeshua. Okay, and so truly this great savior the risen son of David, Messiah Jesus, he's on his way very soon. He's on his way, meaning that the rapture is going to happen, take place even sooner when our Savior comes down into the clouds, catches us up and take us, takes us back to that place he's been preparing for us. Are you really ready to see him? Are you ready? after the rapture, to go to the judgment seat of Christ, where his disciples will be scrutinized for their stewardship of his grace in their lives? 
Look with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a, master, a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it, but let each one take heed how he builds on it. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth. He continues, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work that he has built on endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So this judgment is only for those born again in Messiah Jesus, not for condemnation, but a great day of reward or a sad day of loss of eternal rewards. Those that could have been rewards we could have had, but that we lived in this world for, the, for this world instead of for this soon coming King, Messiah Jesus. And you can read more about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And you certainly don't want to go to the final judgment of the lost who have not received Messiah Jesus. You find it in Revelation 20. I don't have time to go into it. But, but in that passage, verses 11 through 15, Revelation 20, those who have not believed in Messiah Jesus will go to the lake of fire forever and ever and it's so unnecessary. Why? Because He loves you. God loves you. And He knows you've sinned against Him. And, and He loves you so much that He sent our Father in Heaven, sent His only begotten Son to live a, a sinless life on this earth. And those nails went through His hands and feet to shed His innocent blood on that old rugged cross that He might die, be buried, and then rise from the grave on the third day. And He's alive. And He's alive in me. Is he alive in you? He wants to be alive in you. He wants, he wants you to ask him into your heart today and turn from your sins and receive him as your Lord and Savior, believing that he died on the cross and rose again to pay for your sins. Oh, cry out to him today because whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Receive him as your Savior today. Oh, Jesus, Lord, save me. I'm a sinner. I want to follow you. I want to be saved. I want to be ready for you to come for us. And if you're doing that, there's information at the bottom of your screen. Contact us. We want to send you some free literature to help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. Yes? Oh, do that today if you haven't yet. And for everyone who's watching, today is the day to get ready for Him to come. Live for Messiah Jesus. Take these things seriously. This great son of David is on his way very soon. So more than ever, now is the time to watch their form. Be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. 
You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again Our conquering king on that day His sword will go forth To take back and restore what belongs